LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Scott Sanders. I'm Derek Hannah. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for Gospel Centre ministry every week. Now, The One Thing is brought to you with thanks to Reach Australia. We want to see thousands of healthy evangelistic multiplying churches uh, all across Australia. So if you're thinking about church planning, come and talk to us. Uh, If you would like to see your church grow, come and talk to us. Uh, We want to put you in uh, contact with people across the network who can help you start a new church or see your church grow. Mm. And then it's interesting in being part of a network, because we're going to talk about music today. There's just a little precursor, everyone. Um, that um, the beauty of the conversation we're going to have today is that we see a whole bunch of different models of how people have approached and solved this challenge of music on Sunday. It is, in my experience, the most divisive, emotive topic in a church, without a doubt. Without the most complaints, the most problems. I don't know. Is that me? Well, I think it might be because you want to have me in your church, I reckon. I, I'm happy with music being subpar because it really doesn't take much to get me singing and happy. You're an enthusiastic so, singer. Oh, I love I that. And so I'm like, I work, you know, I don't hear that. Like, I hear them when I'm say on a consult, you know, because that's I'm looking for them. But if I'm in church, I just love singing and love being with the people of God, and it really doesn't matter. Like a guitar. Like on Sunday we had three guitars and uh, three singers, and we had a piano. And I was like, last week. With, with just one singer and a microphone with a guitar. Now, he was pretty good. He's not amazing, but he's pretty good. I was like, that was enough. I was happy with that. Uh, so I've, I've, I've got a low bar, but I'm, I've got a high bar for actually encouraging us to sing and, uh, and, and being a singing church with a singing culture. So from today's episode, we're going to hear um, a little bit from a guy named Charles Cleworth. Uh, that he presented at a conference recently. But a few talk about a few different models across the network of how to navigate uh, this Eric music. Um, so the episode of one thing that you're listening to right now is called Creativity Versus Complexity. Now, as Derek said, we're going to play a clip from one of the sessions of the Reach Australia Conference in 2022, where Charles Cleworth from Grace City here in Sydney talks about uh, the loving God outcome of church. If you're unfamiliar with uh, that idea or that outcome area, Reach Australia, we often think about uh, church through five lenses or five key outcomes. Uh, we often call it the Pentagon. and we're, It's really what we're trying to achieve in the life of the believer, the follower of Jesus, and also in the life of the church. We want to see someone who's deep in word, who's on mission, who's serving others, who's in community, and who's loving God. Charles was presenting a workshop on the conundrums that we face getting a church to love God with all their heart. And here's one of the conundrums he discussed. Take a listen. Um, The first is the tension between creativity and complexity, uh, which is to say creativity. Uh, There's a sense in which people in this area are engaging in creative things. Music. Uh, There's a lot of musos in this area. Uh, and I think there's actually some, there's a deeper connection there. Um, Jonathan Edwards, he observes that um, God has ordained in the scriptures that we sing. He's given us a book, the Psalms, full of songs and poems. And he says, is it that God has commanded us to sing because those things have a tendency to move our affections? That things like songs and poetry and art 
move us. And that that's actually part of Christian discipleship, is being moved by the gospel. Um, and so there's a connection there between there are things that are creative in their nature that are part of this area of ministry. So there's a need for creativity. But this particular area of ministry also has a huge amount of complexity. So uh, there's the administration of pulling together a service. You've got to talk to a lot of people and you've got to work with a lot of spreadsheets to get all that happening. Uh, and there's, you've got to think about what's happening next Sunday because you can't do exactly the same thing. And so you've got to thinking, what are we going to do this Sunday? And so you've always got to be planning ahead. You can never plan a good service if you only start on Thursday. So you need to plan ahead and be organised. And these areas of kind of running services, music, tech, they're very heavy on processes. Um, there are running an audio desk is hard. And so in, if, if you're going to equip people to do these ministries, you're going to have, need to have a lot of processes and clarity around what people are doing. That takes organisation. And you need to build teams. And you need to develop leaders. Um, you can't just get up and play the guitar every week uh, and just do it yourself. You actually need to build teams uh, to do this. And there's a tension between creativity and complexity. Those things pull in the opposite directions, which is to say the people who are the most creative are often not the most equipped to deal with a lot of complexity and administration and spreadsheets. They want a guitar, not an Excel spreadsheet. It's a rare combination to actually find somebody who is very creative and organised. But both are absolutely essential if we're going to get this area of ministry firing. So I have a couple of reflections on three next steps. How are we going to hold these things in tension? The first thing is fight for the tension. Um, don't let it go. Creativity never happens by accident. And so you need to carve out time. You need to pay attention to it. Um, songwriting, that never happens by accident. Oh, maybe for some people. Uh, but for the most of us, if we're going to ever write a song, it's going to take some hard work. And so you need to carve out some time. Creativity doesn't happen by accident. But you can't just sit around writing songs the whole time. And so you need to feel that tension and fight for it. Uh, and so you need to um, pay attention to the complexity. If you never get around to getting organised and building teams and developing leaders, that will be a handbrake on the growth of this area of ministry. So first thing is feel the tension and fight for it. Second, hire the right person. Um, could be that there are some senior pastors out there. Um, who do you staff? How do you staff this area of ministry? So, hypothetical question for you. Do you hire the guy with the guitar or do you hire the administrative monster? Which one are you going to hire? Uh, which, how are you going to resource this area if you want to get it cranking? Um, remembering that it's a rare combination to have both. I wonder if there's a bit of a rut for us that we hire the guy with the guitar. So what do we do? Uh, I'm going to take a leaf out of the book of Ecclesiastes. I think there is a time to hire the guy with the guitar and there is a time to hire the administrative monster. Uh, and I think there's no easy answer. You can't just do this or do that. I think what you need to do is you need to pay attention to your own context, your own church and the particular needs 
a couple of reflections. Smaller churches, you'll probably be feeling the short-term pain of, we need somebody who can play some music for us. And so it could be that church plant, um, a small church. You kind of just need the guy with the guitar. Get some people together, sing some songs. But if you do that, you'll pretty, pretty quickly hit a growth barrier. And so as you move towards being a medium church, you need to, um, that's where you need to pay particular attention to getting organised and actually building teams of people who can play music well, uh, not just the one guy or girl. Uh, and so maybe if you're a medium-sized church, uh, it's like, well, actually, there's, we require a lot of leadership, organisation. But then as you move towards a larger church, actually you've got enough capacity to have both. And so you can have the creative genius who just cranks out songs. Fantastic. And you can have somebody else um, working together, um, getting this thing happening, organised. Because um, you need the pace setter. You need um, the person who can lead the team artistically, musically, creatively. You need them to set the pace. You kind of need it. Um, but you need the administrative monster too. A couple of examples. Um, Grace City Church, um, that's where I am. I am a bit of a jack-of-all-trades, a master of none. Um, I can play the guitar. I'm not crazy good. I'm not a professional. Um, I don't have that background. Um, I only ever play in two keys, G or C, and I know how to use a capo really well. Um, HBC. Um, so they're a church up in Newcastle. Um, they have got a guy, uh, Sam Hilton. Is he here? He's Sam. He is Sam. He's not here. Um, he is not the muso, and he is uh, running this area of ministry. And what he's doing is he's equipping and raising up volunteers um, to do those things that he can't do, and kind of going, ah, we need to think about what keys song, uh, sing, songs are sung in. So there's another example, Sam Hilton, HBC. Okay, so if I can sort of just summarise the, the argument from the clip, uh, Charles has helpfully opened up the box of the problem of creativity versus complexity and that tension that we have, you know. Uh, he helpfully encourages us to fight for that tension uh, and then he pushes into a couple of, I guess, solutions. You need to hire the right person and you need to know thyself. You need to know your context. Thoughts, Derek? Ah. Oh. I always like listening to Charles. There's my first thought. He, he. I think the helpful thing that he does. Um, well, there's two things that really stuck stuck uh, with me. One is he he doesn't try to provide a um, a bandage solution for all situations. It is nuanced, and so depending on your context and where you are, you're going to go differently for this. I think the the helpfulness, particularly in there, is around the church. He identified church plants and then growing to, to large churches. You are going to need someone different at those stages, which actually means, um, and Craig Tucker talks about this when he talks about church planting as well, sometimes you, you get to the stage, so you make decisions when you plant that you know you're going to have to undo when you get to 100. You just know it. You haven't made a wrong decision back here, um, but just different sizes and stages of a church require different people with different gifts.
So, Derek, uh, unpick you leading music at Village Church in those early days for us. Yeah. What was what was wrong about that? Why do we need to unpick that? I well, think you're great behind a guitar. Thank you very much. I am. Uh, unlike Charles, I've got three chords <laughs> and I've got the truth as well. So, uh, so that yeah. so that's one of them. You know, you, you're wanting to build teams. You're wanting yep. to see others serve. Yep. You're wanting to not create the sort of I can do everything sort of yep. model of a of a church planner. Yep. But music's really important to be at least good, and sometimes you just don't have any skills and yeah. talent. Yeah, yeah. So I'd encourage you, if it makes sense for you to jump behind the guitar, do it, but only do it for a time, and, and always keep on <laughs> just learning those three chords, maybe only two, so that you'll very quickly be able to move on. <laughs> well, just to be clear, I, I'm not a musician at all. Um, and I was very blessed at Village Church. We had a whole bunch of people who are incredible musicians uh, there to do that. Uh, but it did change over time. Even as we, we grew, the the skills needed for it um, were different from stage to stage. But um, w- what I love about that, you know, that example, which we often see in church plants, is is the willingness and the modelling of a church a church planning leader to actually throw themselves in and, and actually get you know get things done. Yep. Uh, you, you can't keep doing that, and actually you've got to extract yourself out so that you can. Uh, lead, you know, build the team, yep. uh, preach regularly, uh, do the things that only only you can do. Hmm. Uh, so I think that kind of on that know thyself is knowing where you're at with your sort of size of church. So again, a larger church, um, you know, re- requires a, a greater excellence or production, you know, in music. Uh, that's just a, a size dynamic. Once you get over 150 people. Uh, you know, people will want a higher, a higher quality product. It's the wrong language to be using, mm. uh, but you know what I mean. You've, you've actually got to start to pay attention to those things because we're, we're, we're not going to allow Derek to keep playing his three chords poorly. You know, we're oh. not going to be okay with that. Well, okay. In my own defence, I can play three chords very, very well. No more than. <laughs> but, but no, you're right. I didn't know it's, this was a. T- it's a very <laughs> sore point for me. Um, no, no, but you, you're right in that the. Um, uh, the skills needed uh, are different at varying points. Um, and there's a relational distance as well as you grow. So when you're kind of 30 uh, within the room, people will come and generally stick with it, even if you know what's happening up the front with the music isn't unbelievable because they kind of, there's a sense of community there, a oneness, and you're in it from the ground. But when you're 150, there is... This is just how it works. There's a relational distance, which means people aren't quite as forgiving about what goes on up the front. That's just how it operates. And so we're, we're sinful. Yeah, you know, we put all those caveats in there. That's just the reality. And so if you're going to serve people well, you need to work out how to move. And so I did like that tension of creativity and complexity within there. So he, let me give you my theory on this. And I think Charles pushed into this, but you can see whether you agree with it as well. I do think when you're at church plant, the person you are looking for generally is the guy who can pick up the guitar. And he, he said that. And I think you are transitioning to someone, maybe with a bit of both skills, when you get that kind of 200, well, one, 100, 120. But as you're getting larger, you probably, you know, maybe the 200 space, you are looking for a guy as well as people who are excellent musicians, someone who can organise because it's quite complex. And, and who can who can lead through others. Yeah. Because yep. that's the big shift yep. that you often don't see. You see the person who's gifted at music and yes. who... I mean, at the end of that, they they love you know they love playing. You know that's yeah. what makes them so great. At, you know, at the front, you can really see yeah. their their joy, and that's what you're wanting to model to the, the whole church. But I reckon it's I reckon it is hard to, oh. to give that over to someone else. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's hard to uh, it's hard. I mean, I remember when Rob Smith pulled me off. Uh, you know, off singing at uh, St Clement's. <laughs> um, <laughs> You got to leave that on, Rob. If you listen, I oh, know long time listener, Rob Smith. But can I say the other stage then is where EV get to as well, isn't it? Where they have um, Trevor, who is is amazing musician, and they've stuck Hazy beside him in order to balance that. 
Now, there are Versailles where they can do two people on that at the same time. But, yeah, there's a transition there. So I, I just want to push back. Um, Charles said hire the right person. I, I just want to kind of caveat that with recruit the right person because mm. often, uh, you know, a, a church will need to get to a certain, you know, a certain size before they can actually uh, employ someone in, you know, in, a, in a paid position. I think there are some, some places and spaces where it actually does pay to pay someone. You know, you actually do need that quality. Um, and this is, again, knowing thyself, knowing your context, knowing your place. I think the other thing, uh, you know, that I think Charles, you know, sort of helpfully raised as well is, is actually to sort of ask yourself, what, what, what do you currently have in your, you know, in your church family as well? So actually knowing, knowing who's in front of you and who's on your, you know, your staff team, if you have a staff team at this stage. Mm. Uh, so recognising the gifts that they have. Um, one of the things that stuck out in, in the sort of fighting for the tension piece is, like I, I kind of I like I like pushing back on this sort of, you know, the creative person can never be organised. You know, you need the administrative monster. Like you know, there are two sort of realms. I do want to say that as a leader in a church, you know, and particularly a leader in a growing church, you need to work hard at actually developing those skills of leading leading people and leading teams. Hmm. So I don't think it's enough to say, well, I'm a creative person. I can't. I just can't. I can't do a spreadsheet, and I can't organise. I can't call people up and organise people. I actually want to say no. If if you're serious about leading in God's church, you need to actually work on those skills. The other little thing that just sort of popped out with Charles that I liked as well was, if you're going to be creative, you actually need to plan for that. You know, you need to actually go go away, set aside the time. Uh, you know, there are very few people with the ability to write a song like the Beatles do, or you know, mm. or Dave Grohl, uh, you know, or Ed Sheeran. You know, they they anyone they, else you want to throw well, in there? Well, you know, I've, I've just thought I'd capture Tay, Taylor Swift. I just thought I'd capture the. Our listenership out there, and, <laughs> and, and not upset, not upset anyone by. You know. I think really you're hugged back at Elvis. <laughs> yeah, but, but but actually you have to, and and this is for all leadership. Mm. You have to fight for the time to do that creative space. The the urgent, you know, important stuff always gets in the way, and you know, and this is sort of in Covey's, you know, Covey's sort of non-urgent, uh, important task, mm. and you've actually got to fight for time to do that. And and I think that's for all leaders, not just for you know pastors who are responsible for sort of the music and the gathering so I'd, I'd encourage everyone to sort of fight for that reflective time mm. um, and if, if you are wanting to do that creative space you know often work out what works so I was chatting with a church leader just the other day and he he said um, you know every every sort of uh, six months he likes to you know hire a, a hotel room in the city just go in there and be by himself and just work there now I heard that and I thought oh man that is that is just my worst nightmare, going and being by myself and trying to be creative. I need people around me. Yeah. I've got to, you know, so again, try and understand yourself and understand how you're going to get that, uh, you know, creative, reflective time. I, I think as well, I, the word creative often gets applied to it just a few realms and not others as well. Uh, like I think of, of, of guys um, around AV and tech that I know who have been incredibly creative in coming up with solutions that, inc- that benefit the church hugely. Um, but they, they don't do that. Um, you know, within the space of five minutes, that takes kind of weeks to incubate how to do it, talking around, brainstorming. So, yeah, I just want to be careful with the word creative as well. But part of what you're identifying there is a maturity issue. Actually, I want to grow as an adult, which means I need to be organised myself and work out how to help other people be organised around that. That is just a maturity issue Mm. um, as well. Now, Derek, if you're running a a dry vanilla Sunday, it hasn't had a lot of change or a lot of, you know, breaking up, you know, where can you or how can you open up creativity in that space on sunday on just sunday. in music yeah think about the gathering yeah oh i think it's hard if you're stuck in a bubble to see what else is possible 
So I think I think I would want to go and see again. This is the beauty of your network. Go and see people, talk to them, pick their brains about what they do, see different orders of service, ask the question of why they do it. There is a flow to things on a Sunday. There is a movement you want to take people within. Uh, there is an emotion you want to capture as well as truths you want to proclaim. And I think it's very hard to work out what else you can do um, and be creative without seeing what other people do. Uh, that would be my suggestion. What do you got? Yeah, I think it's a great idea. And I mean, online church, you don't even need to leave the comfort of your lounge room or your pajamas. Uh, so you can uh, you can you can check that out. I, I mean, I'd encourage you to do that with a group of people. Mm. Uh, obviously, put on clothes. Uh, mm, but good tip. But actually, watching a service with your team and actually asking that question, doing a bit of discipleship and leadership of your team would be a really useful thing. Now, I just want to push into one final thing before we uh, jump off this episode. Um, I, I think one of the important things as well uh, to creativity is actually time. So not carving out time and actually space to do it. But actually, the longer time you have, the more often you've got the ability to to be creative. So you ought to be thinking about Christmas now if you, you haven't. You know, thinking about Christmas and how to pull off a great, you know, Christmas theme and Christmas service, it's not best to be doing that two weeks prior to Christmas, particularly if you want to involve others in it and you want to involve others in that sort of creative process. So the other sort of helpful thing for creativity is actually having a lot of time. So particularly with your your services and your gatherings, you kind of want to be a whole term ahead. You want to have the preaching program. Uh, you want to you want to give that to uh, your music teams to be starting to think about songs, responsive songs. That that gives them time to be able to learn new songs. So so I don't think it's enough for a church leader to say, oh, you know, our musos just keep on you know letting us down. If you as a senior minister or a preacher, a regular preacher in church, are not giving your teams time to know where you're going, uh, what your big idea is, and actually what you're trying to hit from God's word each week. So give them time to, to do that as well. Now, I'm with you. I don't have much time we've got left over. Uh, but it's tricky, that isn't it? Because I would say for the preaching program, I'm into that. I would try and get that you know done the year before, mm. the whole year. Knowing it's going to change, there's going to be tweaks in there as well. Um, but knowing the big idea of each talk, oh, mate, I, I don't think I'd know that until the week coming up. The week I was writing the talk. So yeah, I think in my head, um, uh, I'm thinking, you know, know what you're trying to land. You know, you're trying to land a mission outcome here. Or you're trying to, you know, push into a discipleship piece with with uh, with people. Uh, you know, give give some sense. So of broad brush strokes. Yeah, broad brush strokes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And again, I mean, even just having the the passages there will help yeah. people, yeah. Uh, you know, think into uh, to where they're going. But again, that's twelve months out. You know, mm-hmm. as you get six months out, I'm hoping you're working on your, you know, your kind of next sermon series, just sort of clicking away on it while you're working on this week's sermons. Yeah, Again, I'm not yeah. looking for detailed, you know, full manuscripts now, but yeah. if you're wanting others to be involved in the process, you need to be working on it early. Yeah, it's just that dynamic, dynamic between creativity and complexity in there as mm. well that you mm. want to hold on to. Um, I th- my experience has been as someone who isn't inherently organised and has to work at it, um, that the more organised I can be in advance, the more leeway people give me to be creative at the last second as well. Um, so that's a dynamic I've tried to work at. So, Derek, uh, what's the one thing you want to say about creativity versus complexity? Or what's the one thing you want to say about that conundrum? <laughs> well, I'm really drawn to your wise words about wearing clothes to church uh, in this episode. <laughs> I think that is something which we should just put on the table as a truism for all time. Um, look, I, I think the, the one thing I want to say about creativity versus uh, complexity in this 
is that it is a tension to be managed and not a problem to be solved. So you've got to pay attention to both. You've got to look at the resources you, that God has given you beforehand, the state of church, in order to uh, address that. Um, but knowing both those things exist, I think, helps you hold intention and adjust where you need to. There's my long one thing. Great. Well, I'm going to open up the toolbox. I just want to draw your attention. Uh, Tom has been releasing a whole bunch of workshops from the Reach Australia 2022 National Conference. Uh, if you missed out on one and you really wanted to go to it, uh, hopefully you'll be able to listen to it now. So jump into the Reach Australia podcast and we'll put a few links to a number of different uh, workshops in the show notes as well. I'm Scott Sanders. I'm Derek Hanna. Chat soon.